Podcast episode 20. I'm your host, Patty Johnson. This is the podcast where we talk about how to get more shows, grants, and residencies. And this is the last episode in my podcast series where I walk you through the skill assessments that we do for artists on Netflix so that you can apply some of the principles outlined here to your own practice. And of course, if this podcast series has been helpful to you, I want to encourage you to come to my free masterclass, How to Get Seen in the Art World, which is taking place Tuesday, February 9th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, because I'm going to be doing an even deeper dive into this material there. And for Netflix members, you already have this material inside the portal. Now, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different than I planned for this episode, because rather than walking you through all of the other things that we assess, which is quite a lot, I'm going to talk about the core driver for your opportunities. And this is a little bit awkward for me to say, but because no coach really wants to tell you this, but 88% of your visibility is outside what I have any control over. It's the strength of your art. Now, I feel like that's a pretty dangerous thing to say because highly visible art gets visible through a confluence of privilege, luck, and skill. And you have to have all three things to rise to the top of the art world food chain. And privilege and luck, you have no control over. None of us have control over that. Skill, though, can be developed. You can write a better artist statement. You can post your Instagram more consistently. You can hone your CV, update your website, all that other shit, right? Here's the thing. If you're making art nobody wants to look at, it doesn't matter how good your artist statement is or how souped up your website is. You're not going to get any traction. And here's the other thing. The process of developing your art ideally solves a lot of these problems. So in my opinion, there's actually a fair bit that I can do to help you relating to honing your voice as an artist, even if I'm not doing that directly. So when I do an assessment, I'm looking less at the development of the work and voice, which may be subjective anyway, and more at how well you've identified your audience. And a lot of that identification of the audience is going to come through the research that you do and the development of your work. So when I look at what you have available online and the uh, asset review that you do, it's going to show up in the specificity of the goals and actions that you're taking to achieve them. And this is something that we ask you to articulate when you join Netflix, and it's part of the assessment process. I even have you go through a specific goal setting course before doing anything else so that you can articulate what you want to achieve while you're inside Netflix in very specific terms. The development of your work and its audience is also going to show up in your CV because where you're showing tells me who your audience is, so far at least, right? And it can also tell me if you have identified your audience. So I look for gaps 
relative to the art that I'm seeing. And just to be clear, I'm not usually telling artists like which galleries to be focusing on more carefully, but rather showing them how to find the ones that are the best match for your work, because you're going to be a better judge of that than me. Now, in order to develop your voice and your audience, you need to have studio visits. So if you live in a more remote area, I mean, let's be honest, it's more challenging. And one of the more common problems that I've seen is artists not having enough of a network 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 to get the regular feedback they need. I've also worked with artists who sort of take, for lack of a better word, like a carpet bomb approach to studio visits. They just get as many in, many people in as possible and see what happens. And I think that that's an effective approach if you can do it. Um, But you also have to be ready. And what I'm looking at in your work is what you need to do to be ready to get opportunities from visits, DMs, all that other stuff. So having people in your studio without a specific purpose in mind, this is another reason why the goal setting is so important. If you don't have a specific purpose in mind, it can cause problems. For example, It's great to have other artists in the studio if you want to get specific kinds of advice from them while you're working out problems. So like you're in a series mid, mid, mid series, and you have a specific problem and you want feedback on that. It's not great to have them in your studio if you're in the middle of a series and that type of feedback could disrupt your focus. You know, so you have to have an objective for each visit. And in some ways, I think this is very similar to what you do with your art. When you go into the studio, it's important to have a purpose in mind, even if it's just to fuck around, right? If your goal is to mess around, but you choose a bunch of materials that are too expensive to feel free doing that, then you're not going to be happy with the outcome, Similarly, it's best to invite galleries to your studio when you have something in mind for them to show that they can see. Like You can't expect them to imagine what the work will look like when it's completed. They're not going to know. Now, this is different if you have a studio visit lined up, you're mid-series, but you already have a show in the books, right? So you have a specific purpose. You're showing the gallery what's being developed. And it's important for them to know so that they can you know, start seeding uh, interest in your work. They can say, oh, I've been to the studio and this is what's happening. It's really exciting. That is their job. Now, I want to point out here that being ready means more than just having like work completed. It's having an appropriate space to show the work, making sure that you have available work checklists, having your Instagram updated, your website up to date, any written material ready. So there's a lot of prep that has to happen here. And the one aspect of this preparation that I think often goes unnoted is that your visitor has to be ready as well. It is possible to get someone into the studio too early for anything to come of it. They don't know much about you or they're not interested enough in you yet. And this 
the studio visit just isn't going to turn into something. Now, obviously, there are going to be lots of times when people enter your studio cold. And it's the first time they've been there. It's an open studio, a friend of a friend or whatever. And I'm also not saying that something can't come to that. Sometimes people get really excited and buy things the first time they've seen something. All of that said, it is a lot more likely that an opportunity will come of a visit if you have if the person visiting has some pre-existing knowledge of what you do. So whatever you can do to get them familiar with the work and what you're going to show them before they get there is going to help you while they're there. You're not spoiling any surprises by sharing your website or Instagram or any shots of work that you have in the studio or in-progress work. Basically, what you're doing is you're setting expectations for them and for you, and you're getting them excited. And you're making sure that when they arrive, they are receptive to the work. They know what to expect. They are less nervous and happy to be there. I mean, most people are happy to be there, but I'm just making the point that the more you prepare your visit your visitor for the studio, the better the studio visit is going to go. And that's why I spend time evaluating the overall picture of what you do. Your goals, your website, your Instagram, your bio, your statement, your CV, because they all work together. And when you have a sense of what you need to work on to get seen by these XYZ people that you're trying to connect with or this particular gallery, the whole process is going to go smoother. And in some ways, you're not doing a whole lot of things that you've never done before, although that might be the case. There will be some. But rather, you're taking on your practice with a more holistic approach that leads to greater purpose. And that is the biggest time saver of them all. So if you're interested in doing the deeper dive with me, let's get into it. My new masterclass, How to Get Seen in the Art World, takes place this Tuesday, May 9th at 7.30 p.m. And I just want to let you know that I've got some new uh, content that I've added to the lecture and actually a really pretty special bonus that's just for these live attendees that I think you're really going to like. So join me. I think it's going to be really fun. I want to see you there. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review and share it with a friend. It really helps get more valuable information out there to artists just like you. You can find all the links and names referenced in this conversation at workshop.art slash podcast.